No, no, it's not you, it's me. It's just the old <laughs> adage, isn't it? It's not you, it's me. Hi, we are Beck and Burn from Rekindling Relationships. Welcome to our podcast designed to help couples and parents create a more loving, healthy and fun relationship together. Our aim is to support couples to better communicate as well as help them to navigate the tricky aspects of relating. As well as creating fun dates and creative workshops, we mentor couples and individuals. Hope you enjoy our podcast and it helps your relationship to thrive. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. So we're up to episode three in our chat on intimacy and this is another obstacle to intimacy. So we've talked about pressures, we've talked about porn, this is all about processing. So let's talk about processing and what we need to process and how relationships can trigger things we might need to process. Oh, I think relationships are very good at triggering things, triggering lots of things that we need to deal with. So what are the kind of things we need to process? What does that look like in a relationship? You know, in a relationship, you've got your own past experiences. You've both probably got trauma of some sorts, maybe. You've both got previous relationships. You've got family experiences. There's a whole lot of stuff you might have to process before you get in a relationship. And if you're too late, then while you're in the relationship. And this can really put a block on intimacy too. If you Mm. haven't processed things, it could be sexual abuse. You know, if you haven't really processed it, this can come up for you in an intimate space and really, really muck with the intimate space. Yeah. And if you don't know what the other person's gone through, and sometimes we don't know because we don't know, we haven't actually asked. We haven't spoken about it. Sorry, go on. You just yeah, and we don't even know sometimes ourselves who might have stuff to process. We don't realize until we're in an intimate relationship, and we're like, oh, whoa, I'm feeling a bit triggered by that. Yeah, so that's like all of a sudden being in that relationship actually brings it to the top, doesn't it? Yeah, like foam on a beer. It's like wow. Didn't realize that was here. Here it comes. Now what do we do with it? And sometimes people find that hard not to project onto their relationship or their partner as well. I think that's probably the bit where we realize that something's not right is when the other person is triggering us by doing something and we are reacting in a way which is probably out of context for what's actually happening. Mm. But we don't know why that is and they don't know why that is. There's something that has actually happened in our lives. Have you had an example of that or an experience of that? So personally, I haven't had any sexual trauma, Mm. but I have been in relationship with people who have. And I didn't realise and they didn't tell me at first. Yes, after we'd been intimate, they went to pieces And I had no idea why. I was like, what have I done? I didn't mean to break you. What's going on? And it turns out that they'd actually been in an abusive relationship in the past and they haven't really healed that. Mm. When they were with me, all of that stuff came up again. So it was something something that happened triggered that for that person? Something that happened in that space. Yeah. They weren't particular about what that Mm. thing was, but they found that triggering and then that was something that had to be dealt with. Mm. before we could really move on. Yeah, interesting. So I think we all have different experiences, whether sexual or not, Mm. that can need processing. What was helpful for the relationship was they spoke about it quite early. It didn't go on for ages. But I could see that if they hadn't spoken about it, then I would just be wondering all the time what was going on without knowing. And I think it's important that maybe if you have had some sort of sexual trauma, that you do find that space to talk about it with your partner because there might be this fear of rejection or something about coming up, but you really can't move forward together 
without knowing that. So knowing that we've got our own stuff and that it can be a barrier to intimacy, how do we actually work on that stuff to move forward? I think like you said, bringing awareness to it, being really open, even though sometimes that might be really hard for some people, Mm. depending on what's happened to them. And sometimes I think if we haven't healed whatever hurt emotional trauma we have going on we will get triggered it's inevitable someone something will trigger us and most likely it is your partner because it's an intimate space so i think that not viewing your partner as the enemy (laughs) for the trigger oh yeah so putting them in that position of the person who's yeah, who's done the thing. Who's created the trauma in the first place. That's right. They're, yep. they're there to help you through the trauma. And yeah, if definitely. you have the right person that can hold space for you, they might not be the right person. You might be repeating Yeah, you might be repeating the same a, thing because you need story. to heal this. And so sometimes we bring that into our life if we haven't done the healing. But I think if you have the right person and they can hold space for you, they can help you heal what has gone on for you. Yeah, so true. Yeah, there's a really great book by Thomas Jordan called Learn to Love. And we interviewed him a few episodes back. It was Exploring Intimacy, book number two. And he speaks about the things that actually happen in people's lives and what that creates, the situations and the scenarios they create and how we can actually work through those to move forward. And when we know what each other is going through, like, you know, you and I know each other quite well. We know the stuff that's happened in the past. So we know when something comes up, maybe where that's coming from. Mm. And we've also helped each other heal what's going on. And that's a beautiful thing about relationship. It can be a really healing space where you can process this stuff. Maybe there's stuff you need to process on your own. There's stuff you need to process with a therapist. But there's also things in our lives which we can heal together. And that book is great. Learn to love, heal your disappointing love life. Or what kind of person or relationships we attract in our life if we haven't healed different parts of our past experiences he really nuts it out as to how we can do that how we can heal that it's a great book it's a really good book it's really interesting it's also very clear isn't it i love that he actually does it on himself as well he looks back at his own life and goes Mm. wow these are all the types of women i'm pulling in and the reason why these are the women i'm attracting is because this is the relationship i had with my mother Mm. which is now I've healed that relationship. So I'm looking to heal it with the women I'm meeting who aren't my mother. I know I, I do this to you as well, where sometimes I act like you're trying to control me as my mother would and I overreact. And I think I've done that maybe today, maybe once or twice, maybe yesterday as well. I've been sick. <laughs> it's just really funny, isn't it? Because it's nice that you recognize it. But I feel like I'm like one of the least controlling people ever. But you can find that. And that's interesting. Thomas was saying that he does that sometimes with his wife. Now, he would still find that in her, even though it wasn't in her. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely not a controlling person. But I will find you trying to control me. (laughs) You know, the the slightest hint of it. I'm like, hang on a second. (laughs) What are you up to? I'm being triggered right now. Go away, (laughs) mum. And it's not you, is it? No, no, it's not you. It's me. It's just the old adage, isn't it? It's not you. It's me. It's me going, it's me not dealing with my own stuff. (laughs) Processing your own stuff is really hard too. Because a lot of us don't think that we might have trauma. We might be like, oh, I've had a fine life. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But it's not about you having like an actual trauma. It's just about how you relate. 
Yes, yeah, that's it. And are you repeating that same cycle mm. of relating in relationships that, you know, you've been shown by your parents? And if you have had trauma, then you should do something about it. Yes. You shouldn't just sit in it and go, oh, no, it'll be fine. I'll just keep suppressing it until I die. It's like, well, maybe. No, because what will happen is you'll pass that experience on to the next generation who will repeat it again and mm. again and again until somebody stops and heals it. Yeah. So be be the person who stops. Be the person who stops. <laughs> be the person who stops. Be, no, be, be the person who starts the process and st- stops the cycle. Stops the cycle. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so we have been speaking about processing and how the emotional process of dealing with our stuff, when we don't do it, impacts intimacy. So as we get deeper and in our connection and we process the stuff, then the deeper we can get in our relationship. Do the work. Do the work. Join us next time for our next intimacy topic, patience. See you then. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.